welcome to episode 29 of The Critical Social Worker, a revolutionary storytelling podcast. My name is Christian A. Stetler, and I'm your host, and I'm recording from the University of Alaska Fairbanks, just below the Arctic Circle. And just a few days ago, I had the honor and privilege of sharing in dialogue with Dr. Michael Yellowbird and my co-host, Fawn White. Dr. Yellowbird shared a wealth of knowledge and information, such as his concept of neuro-decolonization, his study on res dogs, and by res dogs, I mean the actual dogs on reservations, not the popular TV show. And the, top of, the topic of AI, or artificial intelligence, surprisingly came up as well. And I think Dr. Yellowbird's comments on AI were very insightful and were worth paying attention to. Um, and reflecting back to the day of the recording, uh, you know, I meant to share this on the live episode, but uh, as always, it didn't go exactly as planned, and I didn't get to add that in there. So I just want to reflect on that a little bit. Uh, I remember it was a beautiful morning, and uh, I was walking up to the university uh, to record this episode. There was no Arctic wind, so it wasn't too cold. The side of nice big snowflakes were gently descending. There was fresh snow on the ground. It was really quite serene. It was a beautiful, mo- uh, a beautiful morning. The cool, crisp air filled my lungs as I made my way up to my office. The ambience was gradually transitioning into colder, darker days as we inched closer to the sub-zero temperatures and almost total darkness that characterizes the Arctic winters. You know, I used to live up in uh, Barrow, a.k.a. Uteogovic, and uh, right on the Arctic Ocean. And it was 24 hours darkness there. Um, so this is when we don't quite get there here in Fairbanks, but it's still really cold, and um, we have still have quite a long descent into the into to cold and darkness to come. Well, one of the in, most interesting parts of that morning that I was walking over here to the university to record my episode with Dr. Yellowbird was a pair of talkative ravens that seemed to be following me on my path. Uh, they were very lively, and their animated calling or talking uh, filled the crisp morning air. And as I listened to them, I mused that if our conversation with Dr. Yellowbird could be half as lively and engaging as the Ravens were that morning, then we were in for a real treat, some real good dialogue. And if we want to fast forward to that dialogue, it was just as enlightening as I had hoped. It's always interesting to sit back and reflect after recording an episode with a new guest. Everyone brings a unique and vastly different perspective to the table. Preparing for such conversations is always a challenge as you can never really accurately anticipate how things are going to go. Well, in the case of Dr. Yellowbird, I must say, the man is exceptionally intelligent and knowledgeable. I didn't have time to get to most of the questions I had prepared because his answers were so articulate, so informative, and contained so much depth. We'd have to have him on the show multiple times to explore all of the insights that Dr. Michael Yellowbird has to offer. Anyway, I learned a ton from Dr. Yellowbird, and I hope you do too. Um, and I can't wait to get down to it before we dive into the dialogue. There's a few things we've got to cover first. First of all, the Critical Social Worker podcast is supported by the Social Work Department at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. However, we want to be clear that any opinions expressed on this podcast, whether by the host, guest, or listeners calling in, do not, rec- do not necessarily reflect the values of the Social Work Department, College of Liberal Arts, the University of Alaska Fairbanks, or any other affiliates. The opinions and ideas shared on this podcast belong to the speaker alone. And that's important. If you don't like something that one of us says, I advise you to take it up with us individually, or you can always reach out to me. 
Uh, one way to do so would be to email me at castetler at alaska.edu. That's castetler, C-A-S-T-E-T-T-L-E-R at alaska.edu. Now, the critical social worker unfolds unique stories and diverse perspectives to foster critical dialogue, empathy, and understanding for all listeners. Through storytelling grounded in social work values, we aim to change ourselves and the world one story at a time. And one of the underlying themes of that mission statement is obviously the idea of telling stories. Where we here at the Critical Social Worker believe that each individual is multi-layered, with unique life experiences, and we want to help unfold some of these layers through stories that we can learn and grow from, stories that build critical consciousness. Want to give a real quick shout out to the University of Alaska Fairbanks Department of Social Work. My alma mater, I got my bachelor's from here, and now I am a professor. Um, honestly, we're a real badass program. We have very affordable tuition, uh, in-state tuition, which you can uh, receive from anywhere in the world, whether you're in rural Alaska, whether you're in Anchorage or Fairbanks, or whether you're in Honolulu, Hawaii, or, or somewhere else in the world. Um, you can take advantage of that in-state tuition. And I dare you, go ahead and compare it to some of the other competitive programs. Something else that you'll get with UAF Social Work is, is time, care, and attention from the faculty. They care about you. We care about you. Um, we're here for you. If, I've been a part of several university departments, and by far this one is the most, uh, has the most, is the most caring and most attentive. Give you their time, give you your attention. We care about uh, not just you succeeding in social work, but about your wellness. Um, another thing to uh, think about is that we have, we emphasize indigenous paradigms. We emphasize our indigenous students. If you have any interest in going down that road, I highly suggest you check us out at the UAF Social Work uh, Department. Um, you can find us, just Google UAF Social Work or look us up on Facebook, UAF Social Work. Um, all right. Well, do you love what you're hearing on The Critical Social Worker? Well, your support means the world to us and helps fuel our passion for diving deep into the revolutionary tales of social work. So if you're willing, here's how you can support the podcast. One, you can engage with us on social media, stay updated with the latest episodes and behind-the-scenes content by following us on our UAF Social Work page and on Instagram at A Conscious Party. You can subscribe to our channels. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you tune in. Not only will you never miss an episode, but it helps boost our visibility and reach within the social work community. Number three, you can share your thoughts, drop a comment, like the episodes, or better yet, the very best thing that you can do to support us is to write a heartfelt review. Your insights help shape the show and create a dialogue that drives the social work narrative forward. You can also spread the word. If our podcast resonates with you, share it with your comrades in your social circles and across your networks. Every share amplifies the reach of our collective storytelling, making a bigger impact in the social work realm. All right, all right. I think it's about time we get down to it. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get this conscious party started for real. Hey, yo, everyone, gather around. It's story time. Brought to you by the University of Alaska Fairbanks, Department of Social Work, and a Conscious Party Productions. You are listening to The Critical Social Worker, a revolutionary storytelling podcast. A conscious party. Revolutionizing our minds. Elevating our consciousness. Changing our worlds. 
Your story. My story. Our story. All right, and we're going to pick up on this episode right where uh, Dr. Michael Yellowbird showed up just a little bit late. So here it is. Good morning, Dr. Yellowbird. Hello, hello. Sorry I'm late. I was trying to get it on my computer and uh, it wouldn't work, so I had to go to my cell phone. So, Well, no worries. We're glad We're glad to have you. We've just been, I've been chatting away with Fawn. Fawn, this is Dr. Yellowbird. Good morning. Hello, Fawn. We were just chatting about, she's, uh, I'm in Fairbanks at the university and Fawn is uh, coming to us from Nome. So we were just talking oh. a little bit about what, what it looks like in Nome. But uh, now that we have Dr. Yellowbird here, let's push it, let's uh, push it forward a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering, uh, before we get started with, with Dr. Yellowbird, Fawn, can you tell us a little bit about your background? You live in Nome, but you're not a Nupiat, and you are actually from Oklahoma. Can you uh, give us a little correct. background? And how'd you end up in Nome, and, and, and what's, your, what's your roots? Um, so I grew up in Oklahoma. My name is Fawn, um, and I am enrolled in the Ponca Nation of Oklahoma, and I have... Uh, I have, I'm descended also from the Katua band of Cherokee Indians. My dad's Katua. Um, and I grew up in Oklahoma, born and raised. Uh, and then after I graduated, I have an undergrad degree in um, psychology. So after I graduated uh, with my psychology degree, I didn't know what to do. Um, so. Uh, I come from a long line of Ponca chiefs as well as United Methodist pastors. So through the United Methodist Church, they have an internship program uh, where they send you off to do like different social justice type of things. And one of the places was in Nome. And so I got placed in Nome. I was super jazzed about it. Uh, And I think I was in my uh, mid-20s and um, moved up to Nome. It was a two-year program. But in that two years, I worked in a nonprofit where we started up a a children's home that housed um, children that were taken from unsafe home situations before they were placed in foster homes. And so um, my first summer there, uh, there was a baby that was placed there. And so I, I, you know, helped with with the baby every day. And then they were going to send him out of the region. So Nome is on the very northwest side of Alaska. And they were going to send him to Anchorage, which is super way south and super um, urban. And I was sad. I was sad about it. And one of the social workers was like, um, well, you could be a foster parent. You could be a foster parent and he can stay here with you. And I was like, "Ah, I'm by myself i'm a thousand miles away from anybody i know and he was like well i mean that it's just a possibility so i filled out my paperwork to be a foster parent and fostered this baby um and uh adopted ended up adopting him uh about a year later and in the meantime um met my wife and she she's from here so she's siberian yupik and uh let's see, 14, 14 years later, still here. We're still married. Um, and we have four, four kids now. So I have a 14 year old, a eight year old, six year old, and a 20 month old. So quite a spread of, and they're all boys. So quite a spread. And I am a juvenile probation officer for the state of Alaska. I've been working with the juvenile probation office for over 10 years now, but that's what I do here in Nome. And and I'm planning on staying here for a while. 
Yeah, Fawn, well, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with uh, us on the podcast this morning. It's been great working with you preparing for this this week.